Welcome back to the CHH podcast. In today's episode, we have Ray Ray, a UK gospel artist and TV and radio presenter. We speak to her about her EP conversations, her music influences and style, and what it's like being signed to a small independent label. Make sure to join in the conversation using hashtag CHH podcast and share this episode with all your friends. So I would like you to just introduce yourself to the audience. For anyone who doesn't know you, how would you kind of present yourself to people? Yeah, so I am Ray Ray. I'm a UK gospel artist. I'm also a presenter. And yeah, I mean, so many, so many different things about me, but I do love to sing and I love God. Amazing. We love that I love God bit. (laughs) (laughs) So just kind of playing on the fact that UK gospel artist, um, a lot of people that sing in church and, you know, have a nice voice and maybe sing in the choir, lead praise and worship, then go on to be a gospel singer or gospel artist, um, Mm -hmm. which is assumed that that's the the next progression in the whole Mm -hmm. thing. So whereas you've kind of like mentioned in your bio and just about yourself that you yeah. believe that you were called into it and so mm-hmm. you kind of want to just ask what are the signs that God gave you and you were called into this ministry definitely it's a, it's a good question I mean I think it's always very good to be transparent and open about the journey as you said some people just think one plus one equals two and that's it but there's definitely a journey and I think it's so nice that each one of us each worship leader we all have a different story to tell and that story will will resonate with someone somewhere but I think for me specifically I grew up in church um you know I've led the youth choir in church and I think just being in roles like that definitely gave me skills um it definitely helped me to understand how to um to appreciate people Mm. to not take people for granted um you know it taught me so much and I think one main thing that I will say is you know in terms of service like service is so important Mm. and I think I've come to realize that um when you when you've been given that opportunity to serve and then you then go on the flip side and people are serving you mm. I mean it will definitely put you in that humble spot because you know how it is to be treated on the other side yeah. do you know what I mean mm. um so yeah my journey has gone through singing in church leading choirs as I've said um to being a backing vocalist for worship ministers and again I think it's just always that privilege of seeing how things have been done so I would say mm-hmm. that was almost like a training ground for me so it's like I'm not just going to send you out there and I'm just immediately reminded of David you know he had his training period you know before he could kill Goliath you know he was there um in the field you know he could kill a lion he could kill a bear but yeah definitely I would say we should not um forsake the training ground so that's what I would say amazing and in that journey that you were going through it did you ever have a point where you mentally notice that this is God telling me one day I'm mm. going to be doing this as a career mm. or as a mm. as um, a ministry to pursue. Did you ever have moments like that? Do you know what? Like from the age of ten, I knew, or even before, I knew that I loved singing so much. Like 
um, I always share this story that my mum bought me um, this creative box and it had like colourful paper and you know I was really into arts and craft and all that and I remember specifically using those coloured pieces of papers to like write songs um, and I've shared this on my Instagram as well um, and on my YouTube that you know I actually put together like a leaflet so to speak and on the front of it it said my dream and I actually like wrote down a list of songs what I want on my CV and that was from the age of 10 um, and I always say like we should never be shy of writing the vision and it's just so nice that even though I was young and I wrote it down I wasn't knowing that I was actually doing something do you know what I mean like almost speaking into my future so yeah. when I look back I'm like this has actually been since I was like really young what and I think yesterday <laughs> And literally on the journey, I feel like God has spoken to me in different ways. He's spoken to me through dreams, um, through just, you know, if I do go and minister, I just see what what God does and, and what takes place, you know, when the Holy Spirit is present. And I'm like, why wouldn't I want to walk on this path, knowing that people are being blessed by it people's lives are being touched by this like this is a ministry mm. um so yeah I think definitely God has shown me in different ways that this is the path that he wants me to walk on because trust me there's there was there was a moment in time that I was like gospel music mainstream like which one should I do um but again going back to what he had shown me I just I just felt like I mean, this is personal to me, but I just felt like mainstream music can't do the same. It can't have the same impact that gospel music or Christian music can have. So I love that you said that about Christian music being impactful. And that's why when you had that kind of ooh mainstream, non-mainstream, Jesus, non-Jesus yeah. kind of moment, <laughs> it was nice for you to get back into, but this is how impactful mm -hmm. music is. Um, yeah. I wanted you to touch on that and kind of explain what you think is the difference between, you know, being a Christian who sings or being a singer, being a Christian singer, do you know what I mean? Like, right. kind of Christian yeah. and do the mainstream. What do you think about that? I think it's a very interesting question. And of course, everyone has their own opinion on that. I think it still boils down to what you've been called to. I don't think I can say you should do this or you should do that. Um, I think once you hear where God is leading you to, mm -hmm. then that's, it's only for you to be obedient and follow that. Um, I think in anything that we do, I think the main point is to be the light. You know, he said that he, he was the light in the world and he has called us to be a light to the world as well. So in whatever sector that we're in, mm -hmm. um, I think we shouldn't also, um, you know, make uh, the mistake of thinking, you have to be part of a Christian organization. You have to just sing Christian music. No, you can still bless people in your workplace if it's in the hospital or if it's whatever your job role is. So I think that would be my answer to that question. I respect that. I think that's really good. And it, it kind of follows on really nicely to what I'm going to ask you next about, um, which is, I mean, in your bio, you say loving God every step of the way, which sounds like you are. Um, and it kind of... <laughs> that because if you are in spaces that aren't necessarily Christian or conventionally gospel mm -hmm. you can still shine a light in that way um, my question is how important and hopefully you're going to say very important but how important <laughs> has God been your in sustaining you in your journey so far well 
very important. <laughs> um, literally, as I said, I think, first of all, I'm blessed to have even been introduced to this person of Jesus Christ in the first place. Um, and I thank my mum for doing that. And I think it then got to a point where I got to know who this Jesus is for myself. And I think it's always great when we get our own revelation. Mm -hmm. So we're not living off of the back of my mum's God or my dad's God. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I think just knowing him already, that was a bonus. And then knowing that he's not a God that I can pick and choose to use whenever I want, but it's literally every step of the way. It's in the highs, it's in the lows. And I've just been, I guess, in my Christian walk, just been mindful to mm -hmm. not just think that God is only for a specific prayer point or like try to box him but yeah. I can speak to him about everything and anything and I can be real and open about every single issue um so I would say <laughs> I, I I can't do this ministry without mm -hmm. him you know he's the reason why I'm doing it <laughs> so encouraging to hear I think because sometimes in the desire for fame and for people to know your name and then you happen to be a Christian as well it just feels like certain ministries are the easiest to do because they're public yeah. facing so yeah. just thinking yeah. you say that you couldn't do it without him just proves that again you've been called and it's not just the desire for oh I want people to say my name yeah, yeah. that's that's amazing yeah. that's beautiful that's yeah. honestly beautiful. thank you <laughs> Um, so you kind of have this nickname. I don't know if this was like a childhood thing, um, Sunshine, which I totally get from oh. you. Honestly, you're just so like oh, lovely. Um, <laughs> it even links down to your music because a lot of your music kind of has that that um, contemporary light feel, mm -hmm. and obviously you have a very jazzy, soulful voice. You've probably heard that before. Um, so I kind of wanted to ask, like, how you developed your sound over the years. <laughs> Yeah, so first, the first things first, the ray of sunshine, it was just pinned by like friends. And I think, it, to be honest, it goes really nicely. I think with my personality, I am friendly. I do like to brighten up the room. I do like to make sure people are okay, try to check on people Aww. and stuff. So it just kind of, I was like, oh, ray of sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of worked. But um, in terms of my sound, I would say, um, music is always very interesting and I think it's always nice as an artist to explore different sounds but I think at the moment I would say it's like Christian R&B-ish mm -hmm. kind of pop sometimes um, but I'm really looking forward to exploring different genres I don't know maybe one day I'll tap into jazz and soul and see if it works for me. I would love that. <laughs> but I think mainly um not just in terms of hearing the sound but just in terms of I guess the message I do want it to be uplifting mm -hmm. um and also just being real about you know maybe what I go through um because you want your music to be relatable do you know what I mean so yeah 100% yeah. um and I think you've mentioned um before that some of your favorite artists kind of growing up and the people that you listened to growing up were like Mary Mary and the OGs, like all yeah. church kids know about them, they do. Um, <laughs> and I think yeah. you can always tell when an artist grew up listening to like Mary Mary and 
which is a good thing. Um, but who's in your playlist these days? Like, what type of artist do you listen to? Oh, this is interesting because during like this, well, this just lockdown and everything, I've just been trying to listen to a lot of artists and I think just to also help me with like writing mm. and not just trying to put myself in a specific box as well um but oh gosh lately because of this lockdown like god forbid this lockdown tries to steal my joy I have I've been listening to songs that you know have just been making me you know break a leg here and there so I've been listening to um a lot of them limo blaze yeah um, <laughs> which you know has definitely helped in times where I'm just like ah, oh, this is just so boring and whatever um I listen to my um what would I call them my counterparts no well anyway people the artists that are also part of the label that I'm part label of me? so Call Out Music, Deborah, Mafo Music, Marizu, definitely. Um, because it's just good that we support one another. Yeah. And apart from supporting one another, we have great songs. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else have I been listening to? Um, Travis Green. Um, there's, a, there's a song called Respond, um, which is so beautiful. Um, there's a lot. So would you say that music has really been a big part of like your life? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Literally, I think the other day I was thinking, I think I need to tweet about this. Like music got me through lockdown. <laughs> Listen, I just, this is what I was saying. Like, this is why I'm like, this podcast has just worked, times out so well. Because yeah. everyone is li- looking for new music because everyone is looking for new music. So, which kind of follows on to the next question I have. Um, when lockdown and quarantine and everything was kind of announced um, and just like the fact that people weren't going to be able to tour anymore and do live shows, as an artist, how did that affect you? Like, did you kind of panic or did you automatically think, that's okay, this is fine? Like, what was the immediate reaction? I think definitely my immediate reaction was not even thinking about my music or my music career. I think in that moment, it just seemed like everything had stood still. Like, wait a minute, what is happening? Trying to understand what was happening. I think, to be honest, it got to moments where I was just like really low. Mm. I remember telling my mum, I was like, mum. <laughs> There was just one day I was looking, I think I just laid on my bed and looked at my ceiling and I was like, has it come to this? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I think that's maybe the first time that I've felt lonely. Like that feeling of loneliness, you know, being at home alone. I was just like, oh my goodness, um, what happens now? So I think that was my first mm-hmm. um thing that I was kind of wrapped my head around and then I think later um I would start to think about oh my gosh like singing can't sing at a concert no more can't do any event anymore like man it was yeah it was a lot to take in but I think now I've got into this point where I'm just like okay this is what is before us. Mm. It's not going to be in front of us for a long time, but what can I do now? Um, so I try to be productive. I'm like, okay, well, if I can't um, put on a concert, 
then you know let me do something let me record something let me put something on my instagram and, yeah you know. yeah i mean that that being said you did actually end up releasing your ep during this period conversations oh, yeah. came out <laughs> don't know if you yeah. remember that ep that you um yeah so you ended up re- releasing your ep conversations during this lockdown um so i'm guessing that's part of like something that helped you maximize the time that you did have away from doing concerts or just being around people um if you want to talk a little bit about that yeah sure so just before the lockdown had been announced um maybe a few weeks prior um i spoke with my music manager was it a month before I can't remember I spoke with my music manager and then you know we're just talking and then the idea of an EP came up and I was like huh um (laughs) what (laughs) you know like um it's funny because in life sometimes things are just thrown at you you're not necessarily you've not necessarily planned for it. You, you didn't necessarily write it down as a goal. This year, I want to write an EP. I mean, I did have my goals, but I was probably like, I want to have this amount of singles this year, not a six-track EP. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I think it was really good. It was, it was a push. And it was almost as if, you know, God knows ahead of us. So it was like, we, I hadn't known the lockdown was coming. Um but then it's like I needed to put this EP out because that was going to at least sustain me for a good amount of time because when next can I record? When next will there be a concert or an event? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I had that discussion. Um, thankfully, I'd already had some songs that I'd recorded um, that I could add to the EP. And then I think when it got to a point when the lockdown had um, kind of, you know, reduced or not reduced, what's that word? Yes. Um, yeah. Then I was able to record like two of the songs, finish it. And then, yeah, it was just left to the producers to mix and master. And there I had this full project in front of me. And I'm just like, wow, like, yo, pandemic, y'all not going to stop me. I've been. And you have some really, really, really great collabs on that um, EP, especially yeah. obviously label mates. Um, mm-hmm. I was listening through it again before this um, interview and I was just like no but this is a bop this is a bop. <laughs> okay so um, how is it kind of working with your label mates in some of the songs yeah it's always great working with my label mates I think it's just nice to see like to see their style to see how they you know <laughs> you'll have words in front of you. Each artist or each singer will have words in front of them, but it's just so beautiful um, in terms of how they interpret those words or how they sing those words. So it was definitely fun. Um, and I listen back and I'm just like, yes, I'm so happy <laughs> that, you know, we did this song together and we made it work, you know, and the feedback has been so great. So I'm, I'm thankful. Yeah, no, it's a definitely a good EP. <laughs> and um, I'm hoping it gets more recognition because it's really good. Um, but that's where she comes in. We will be promoting it because it's a good <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, we, we talked a bit about the label and um, having mm-hmm. those mates, but can you kind of tell the journey of like getting signed by um, an independent label, HFE music label, um, who is home to like some of, well, most people's favourites. If you're UK gospel and Nigeria and the USA. And it's like we're spreading. Exactly, literally. 
home. And if you know gospel music and those themes, you'll probably have heard at least one of the songs yeah. from this label. So do you want to tell us a bit about the story of how yeah. that came to be? Yeah, sure. So, um, so prior to being, um, you know, part of HFP music, I was just doing my own thing. I was an independent artist, you know, kind of managing myself. Um, learned a lot about that as well. And that's why I do appreciate my manager because there's, there is a lot that goes into managing yourself mm -hmm. as an independent artist. Um, so I think there's two sides to it. One side, I would say, I thank God for how I conducted myself mm -hmm. because what then happened was I was then spotted. I was then noticed. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and just to say, you know, for upcoming um, gospel artists you know just keep focusing on what you're doing um when it is your time to be seen you'll be seen and nothing can stop that but then it's yeah. also how you conduct yourself it's how you present yourself to people people are not just listening to how well you sing people are looking at character yep. and there's one thing that you know I remember when I was um a few years ago back in uni university and I remember my youth pastor at the time said something and always you know stuck with me that you know your attitude is so important mm. you know I, like that that is what people will remember and and that's just always what I've held on to so just wanted to say that but yeah um I was spotted I was singing at a, a gospel event spotted and then conversations were had um and then before you know it more conversations I had I prayed about it mm. and then I just like yeah I feel like this is the next step and I took it and yeah it was it was I wasn't really expecting it you know sometimes again we have a list of prayer points I want this I want this I want this I probably prayed about it but during the time that it was happening mm. it wasn't that prayer point was not at the top of my list mm. do you know what I mean so when it came about I was just like oh wow it didn't seem forced it just just yeah. seemed so natural it wasn't like I want a music manager I want to be signed it wasn't like that it was just like well Rachel here's the person and there you go walk in it <laughs> oh that's amazing do you have any other tips for people that are kind of looking to get managed or to join the label or even not even if not to join the label to find like those mentors that they need to kind of progress? I think um, in terms of just, yeah, if you're aspiring to be a gospel artist and whatnot, I think I'll still go back to the point of focus, um, just making sure your focus isn't on being signed. I want to be signed. I want this person to see me. Like literally just do your thing um, because God rewards his own. God sees what you're doing. And I think if it's a desire in your heart to want to have a mentor or to want to have people that can help you along the way, I believe that he will bring those people yeah. because this is his work. Do you know what I mean? He's not going to leave us stranded. Um, so that's what I will say. So, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit earlier about the difference or the similarities between being a gospel artist and a worship yeah. leader or um, those kind of interchangeable terms. And you've actually recently talked about this on your Instagram um, about certain labels like gospel music or CXC. Yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of wanted you to touch on that a bit and kind of what you decided from that your experiment <laughs> conversation 
what is the difference? Which one do you prefer? How would you like mm. to refer to? And why do you think that some of the kind of ways people respond to certain terms is different? Yeah, it was it was a, it was an interesting question. I just wanted to see what people's ideas on these terms were, and I think from looking at just how people responded, I think there is an understanding that you know gospel music is seen as the the more like the black folk or the black church music um you know that has gone on from generations that kind of have that typical gospel sound may have that organ kind of sound um but then maybe you might see christian contemporary as more of the bethel music or the um the hill song um the elevation worship in terms of their sound but um I think it was also interesting. I had one comment that she thought that Christian contemporary was more in terms of the the writing, so in terms of what they're actually talking about. So, um, like maybe I'm in a relationship, and what does what is God saying about this relationship? Mm-hmm. So that's what they thought. Like maybe Christian contemporary, contemporary in the sense that we are talking about real and relevant issues. Modern issues. So, yeah. yeah. So. Again, that's why I put that question out there because it was just interesting to see what people's ideas were on it. Mm. Um, but I think for me, I think you can fall into both. I think, you know, gospel, it might be the sound, but then nowadays if we're looking at, okay, let's even just talk about UK gospel. Yeah. Um, in terms of the sound, it doesn't typically have the sound of the American church kind of gospel sound. It doesn't. But I think if we want to look at the term, um, just in terms of what it means, gospel, sharing the gospel, you know, talking about Christ. So that's how I would say you can fall into both, really. <laughs> but yeah, it was just interesting. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I think it also influences the type of like writing, like you said, with the writing and yeah. the music, because you can do a Christian contemporary if it's like, talking about feelings and emotions but then it's over an afrobeat beat because that's got music Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. um yeah i think it's a conversation that we'll be having for like a long time but as long as music is (laughs) and glorifies jesus i don't mind (laughs) exactly exactly amazing um so we've kind of talked a lot about the good aspects of you know, very public ministry, being a worship leader, singer, um, and, you know, it's it's great serving God in this way, but obviously we know that not all that glitters is gold, so we just hope that you will feel comfortable to kind of share some of the things that you've had to overcome or some of the struggles that you've had in the journey so far. Mm-hmm. Very, very good question, and I think it's something that we need to speak about because then people will understand especially people that are aspiring to be on the same path you know as you said all that glitters isn't gold you know I think we have to be so um we just have to remember that whether you're a pastor whether you're a worship leader these are still people they are humans with emotions they have families (laughs) they're not exempt from from things happening to them um so I think there's different things I think I would definitely talk about sometimes just being very hard on myself Mm. Um, and it's like 
Lord, you've spoken to me about this career, but how come it seems like it's not where I want it to be, you know? And yeah, sometimes it's hard because you start comparing as well. Mm. But then I have to always just remind myself that, hold on a minute, this person, how can you compare yourself to someone that started 10 years ago if you just started two years ago? Like, I can't. Our journeys are going to be different. So it's, I've just learned to always, you know, there's always a battle that is going on in our minds. And we just have to learn to combat every negative thought. So I just try. I don't do it all the time. Sometimes it's hard, but sometimes I try. You know, if I see someone that's doing well, rejoice. Mm-hmm. You know, rejoice as others rejoice. You know, things like that. Because when it comes to my time and something good is happening, I want others to rejoice with me. I don't want someone to be like, mm, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely say sometimes it's like, oh, Lord, it's like, but I want to be at this point or I want to be here. You know, we always give ourselves um, um, goals that we want to aspire yeah. to. And it's like, if God hasn't met that goal, he's not doing it. Yeah. And it's not, some, sometimes it's not until I have conversations with friends and, you know, my friend will just be like, oh my gosh, you know, Rach, like you did so well. Like you've done this, you've done that. And she's recounting all of these things. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Like, Lord. <laughs> just I'm so sorry you've done all of these things yet I'm focusing on the things that you haven't done when I should be focusing on all the things that you are doing and have done um so yeah I'll definitely say it. I'll definitely say that I think has been my main thing <laughs> I can imagine I think it's good that you have people around you that can like recount that for you mm. is when you're like nothing good has happened to me and there's <laughs> you to knock on your head and be like you're right like come on so it's really good that they can count that and be like oh wait have you heard this song like oh great or have you seen when god brought you through this or you know having this was amazing um and i'm so glad and just encouraged to hear that you have them because that will help you to do the thing in the long run yeah and i think just to say as well like for those people that might not have people that are telling them that you know we <laughs> I don't want to be blasé about it, but we do need to encourage our own selves and not wait for people to encourage us. And it can just be as little as, okay, today I want to count my blessings and just write down 10 things. Like, what has God done? And then, you know, maybe just stick it on your wall and just focus on that. Look at it every day so that, you know, there is something that God is doing. (laughs) So Amen to that. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. Um, I just wanted to kind of touch on the fact that alongside like this music career and singing, you are also a social media manager, you're pursuing a career in (laughs) radio presenting. As a journalism graduate myself, I'm always like, yes, yes. (laughs) Um, So can you just tell us a bit about that and some of the really amazing things you've done so far? Mm, And then also kind of how you've utilized social media and kind of pursuing that social media um, management side as well. Okay, wow, interesting story. So maybe I should just kind of go to my passion of presenting. So um, I do radio presenting, TV presenting. So apart from singing, that has always been my love. And um, in terms of career, that is definitely the thing that I pursue. Um, But in terms of social media, it is so funny how that even came about. 
I got the opportunity to work with um, a company and they were like, oh, they're looking for someone to do social media. I'm like, social media, that's not that's not what I'm here to do. <laughs> I said I wanted to do presenting, <laughs> not social media. <laughs> but um, to cut the long story short, looking back, like I, I thank God because that in itself, that role mm. taught me um, what it is to be a social media manager. And then from there, that's what landed me my next job. So I was really privileged to work at TBN UK Amazing. as their social media manager before leaving. Um, and yeah, I had to have done the role prior to get yeah. <laughs> the new role. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I think then my passion developed even more for social media before it was like, yeah, I use it, but I, I it was yeah it was all right it was just it was just there <laughs> um but it was just funny how the story began to change like mm. this is the same person I would call my mom and be like oh mom this social media thing I don't think it's for me whatever whatever until you know I started the role in TVN UK and then um just to hear you know colleagues say that I transformed the social media oh, presence wow. and it's it's just like, wow, I thank God that I could at least leave my mark there. Um, yeah. And the passion for social media has just continued to grow. Like, <laughs> That's really cool. I mean, what advice would you give like upcoming artists that maybe the whole entire marketing budget is social media? Uh, what advice can you give to them for best promoting themselves and putting themselves forward using it? Yeah, I mean, one thing I will say is consistency. Um, I think what I will say is people are following you for a reason. That's why what, what I always have to remind myself. Like, if you don't give them a reason for you, for, if you don't give them a reason for them to follow you, why should they follow you? <laughs> so that is, of course, being consistent with your posts, the kind of posts that you are sharing. Um, people should, you know, be able to know that okay, she likes this or she does this, you know, just by looking at your social media page. Um, and I think also developing a connection with people. Uh, sometimes it's not just about, you know, putting up a picture of yourself or talking about yourself. Sometimes what are the conversations that you can have with others? And that's why I brought up the conversation, you know, gospel or contemporary music. I want to hear your thoughts just so that there is a balance you don't want it to always just be me, 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 I, I, I. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's how can I reach out to this person mm -hmm. or even have conversations in the DMs, like, you know, encouraging people and, you know, don't just stop at a thank you or maybe just go on further to be like, how are you? Um, I'm not saying you should say how are you to all your followers because some of these followers can be a bit, <laughs> a bit funny sometimes. <laughs> but you know what I mean, just fostering yeah. that engagement and that community feel amazing yeah people want to be social on social media yeah yeah, yeah. that makes sense yeah. um and this might be a little bit premature because obviously you still have a long way to go and technically yeah. still early days and everything but what is in store for ray ray where are you going what's the legacy you're leaving well i mean i think the most important thing right now is to is is to share with people that Jesus is real and we shouldn't think of him as this robotic person. Like he he wants us to express ourselves. He wants us to be 
who he has called us to be. And I want to continue to um, show that in my music and, you know, in performances and just, you know, just giving people that chance to really connect with Christ mm. um, and not be shy to be a Christian. And I think why I love the music that I'm hearing more and more these days is it's, it's modern, it's fun, and it just shows people that, look, God is not boring, okay? <laughs> He's cool. Really? <laughs> if there's anyone that is cool, it's him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But um, I think also to just make sure that I am, I am imparting in other people because what happens when I'm not there? I want to be able to, I want, I want people to be able to say that, oh, I listened to Ray Ray's song and it completely changed my life. I was saved. Mm. These are the testimonies because as I've said from the beginning, like it's definitely a ministry. Um, and yeah, I'm thankful, you know, it's been, I think I started this journey of deciding to do gospel music in 2016 and just to see how it has grown you know being signed by an independent label it it just makes me excited for the future and um I think wherever I find myself I'll always be grateful and I'll always give him the glory amen amen I mean I love that you said um if people are coming to shows and live performances and it just made me like think back to when I first heard you live and I was like this girl's got, like, this girl can sing. But not just that this girl can sing, that she's a worshiper. Because I think you were singing, like, a praise and worship song and everyone in the whole, like, place um, was just like... <laughs> still, I remember you just singing and it was still, everyone was like, just, like, oh, it was amazing. So I'm just excited to get back to you being out there and especially um, armed with this new EP of songs. Yeah. Them being performed live are going to be amazing. Like, I'm excited for that. And I can't wait as well. <laughs> Come on, COVID, you need to go. <laughs> and I just wanted to kind of like finalize and end this the interview on the, the theme for this series, um, which is the gritty truth. Um, we've touched on it a little bit, but I really want this series to be all about the reality of like life. Like I think we as Christians need to be a lot more transparent and vulnerable yeah. with both the mistakes we've had, but also things that have we've experienced just due to life and not even to our own fault. Um, be a bit more transparent so that people aren't surprised by the journey they find themselves on. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the gritty truth, we're just asking the amazing women we speak to um, to kind of share a gritty truth that they're comfortable with that God kind of revealed or um, used an experience to teach them. Um, and it can be in any area of life. It can be in, in work, in education, in relationships, mm-hmm. or it can be in the music industry itself. So what is mm-hmm. one, I know this is on the spot, but what is one gritty truth that comes to mind that you think through that truth or through that really hard time, God taught me something? Mm, wow. That is a question. Like My brain was just going like, which one? Which one? <laughs> I think one one thing for me would be that you know you feel like God has said something to you. You feel like He's confirmed it. You feel like you've gotten your green light. Um, and this is in respect to um, a past relationship that I had. And 
I thought, yeah, like, I'm so sure. But then because of, I think what hurt the most was that the relationship ended not because of something bad. No one cheated, nothing like that. But I think sometimes you have to get to that point where you ask yourself, can you actually go ahead with this? <laughs> and it's like, oof, that was a hard-hitting question that I had to ask myself because I could be like, yeah, let me go ahead with this but won't be happy with the decision but just trying to make a compromise with the other person. Mm -hmm. Or I say, we're just going to have to end this even though we don't want to. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was a hard-hitting time for me. Um, but I think coming out of it, I realised that Sometimes it's not that God hasn't spoken to you. He has spoken to you. But you also have to realize that one, people change, situations change. It doesn't mean God has changed. Um, so, yeah, I think for people to understand, going back to the point that I was making, you know, aside from being worship leaders or, you know, pastors and whatever, like, we still have a family. We still have our love relationships. We still have whether it's studies or a job or whatever. And we always have to attend to these things as well as also ministering to people. Um, so the job of a, a minister, so to speak, is can be a, a big one because it's like for a second, you just have to put yourself aside. Mm -hmm. There might be times where you're on stage and you've gone through a personal issue, but you just have to put that aside for a second and know that, I just have to focus on these people that people have called here, you know, and just put what I'm going to recite. So I think that is that is a truth that people need to know. <laughs> that is real humanity. And I'm so glad you brought that up because um, a lot of like our conversations in this podcast has been about music and ministry and how God has called us to this. Um, but I think sometimes we forget that when we get called into any type of ministry, whether it's public facing or behind the scenes, um, we don't lose our humanity too. You know, we still have emotions, we still have feelings, we still have experiences, our day to days, um, we still have relationships and families and friendships. Um, and people shouldn't get into this ministry thinking that all of that just disappears and yeah. Just like I wake up in the morning, I breathe in God, <laughs> I exhale God. I, I, you know, yeah. Like maybe you need to eat breakfast. Maybe you, need to eat, you know, maybe you should say hello to your your mom or you know. So it's I'm really really glad you spoke about human truth that women mm -hmm. or people in general um, need to understand that there will be these gritty truths along the way of your. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing this time with us. It means so much. And I think people are going to be really blessed by what you have to say. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the CHH podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave a like rating wherever you're listening to this and share with a friend. You can find us on Instagram at CHH podcast to join in our community.